Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's Tuesday, March 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, live from the Goodyear Training Complex in Arizona. Uh, Hoynes is out there. Uh, he'll be uh, there for the next week uh, covering games and talking to players. Uh, Hoynes, uh, what's the feeling around camp today as we're expected to see uh, a few more major league pitchers take the mound for their spring training debuts? Yeah, I think uh, there's uh, some optimism, Joe. I mean, after, after uh, Monday's uh, like, like once in a lifetime spring training game, uh, I think they're looking for some normalcy. So uh, Zach Plesak will go to the mound. Uh, James Karinchak will follow him. And then Tristan McKenzie will uh, follow Karen check. And uh, uh, so we'll, you know, we'll get to see, you know, two of the regular starters and, you know, a big, uh, uh, an important arm in the bullpen. Before we get to uh, any news and notes in terms of arbitration dealings today, uh, let's just go back and take a real quick look at that game yesterday, 25 to 12, uh, Texas scored uh, multiple runs in uh, every inning, but the first, uh, and it was just a, a four and a half hour game. And it was one of those where I think uh, Tito's quote this morning in his, uh, in his, in his press availability was uh, that, you know, there it's one of those spring training games and they're glad it's over, but it, that was really unexpected. Uh, you know, they, they try to uh, set records. They, they, they try to, uh, um, you know, do the unexpected here at camp. I don't think he was expecting to do that uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and he, he said uh, there, there, he said he couldn't believe there were still people in the stands when the thing was over. He said they, and there was people still waiting there. There were there was one uh, court. Uh, one one of the PR guys was saying, you know, he was in the stands and somebody had got up in the top of the ninth inning and was leaving. And, and so another guy sitting next to him said, what, you, you've stayed here for, for four and a half hours and now you're going to leave in the, in the top of the ninth? <laughs> so. Well, one of the things that, that caught Tito by surprise was that he looked at the box score afterwards. He said, well, I thought there were 15 errors in this game. Both teams played error-free baseball. Uh, the, the Rangers just had 27 hits and, and 25 runs. Uh, and it was mostly Logan Allen and uh, Sam Henches that were victimized early in the game. Uh, they came out and Allen had a, a, you know, a scoreless first inning, but then faced four batters in the second and couldn't get out of it. Uh, Henches came in in the third and only retired one hitter, uh, one of the six hit, uh, batters that he faced, and he gave up two home runs. 
uh, is that a product of you know the the compressed window here of spring training, uh, trying to get these guys going as quickly as possible, or uh, is there something more to it than that? Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it, Joe. I think you know the uh, you know just uh, the way the ball carries in Arizona, but I think the compressed nature of uh, spring training. These guys obviously you know, aren't in game, aren't in game, game shape yet, or aren't where they would normally be after, you know, two weeks, two and a half weeks of spring training of throwing and sim games and BP. So, you know, I think this is just going to, this is the way it's going to be. I, I don't think it's, there's going to be a lot of games like Mondays, but you know, there's going to be some, uh, there's going to be some hiccups along the way here. Uh, as far as the lineup goes, it was uh, it was a mostly uh, backups lineup for Cleveland in that game. Uh, you did hear, uh, see a couple of guys, Gabriel Arias with uh, an, an RBI double, uh, two hits in the game. Stephen Kwan with two hits in the game. Uh, Gabriel Rodriguez came in late and, and hit a home run, uh, looked pretty good at, at the plate there. But again, you know, you don't know who they're facing in terms of the, the talent level of the, the pitching at that point. Uh, so yeah, not a, not a lot to talk about. You sort of file that one away and, and move on from it uh, and look forward to seeing Zach Plesak and, and Tristan McKenzie and uh, James Karinchak make their, their spring debuts today. Yeah. You know, uh, Plesak, I think they want, they'd like to see him go two innings, I mean, 30, 35 pitches. Uh, then, uh, you know, they want, uh, they're going to bring Karinchak in after Plesak. So Tristan, I guess can, uh, you know, treat this game like a start. Uh, so, you know, he, uh, uh, so, you know, Tristan was a little under the weather yesterday, but as, uh, as uh, Tito said, he's liquidated and feeling, feeling much better. So uh, I don't think that means exactly what ready, Tito thinks. Ready to go. I, I don't think liquidated means what Tito uh, thinks it means, but that's, uh, that's okay. We'll work on that one. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. And, and the lineup today uh, includes a, a lot more of the regulars, Miles Straw leading off. Ahmed Rosario, and we'll get to him in a minute. Uh, Ahmed Rosario playing uh, shortstop, batting second. Jose Ramirez at DH, batting third. Bobby Bradley, fourth in the cleanup spot. Austin Hedges has moved up to the fifth spot. Uh, Oscar Mercado, Yu Chang at uh, third base today. Andres Jimenez at second. And Richie Palacios starting the game in left field. Uh, nice opportunity there for the youngster Palacios to get in the game. Uh, as far as the uh, arbitration dealings go, uh, today we had some news and some movement. Today uh, is the deadline for, uh, for the, the teams and, and players to file figures uh, for arbitration dealings. I believe that was a one o'clock deadline. Um, and, and we do have some news out of, of camp that, that came last night, uh, the first of the signings, the seven arb uh, arbitration eligible players. Yeah, Ahmed Rosario uh, signed uh, a one-year deal, came to terms to avoid arbitration, like you said, Joe, uh, for $4.95 million. I'm, I'm pretty sure that almost doubles, may, maybe more than doubles his salary from last year. I think he made two point four, dollars uh, And uh, Cal Quantrill uh, and uh, uh, Bradley Zimmer, you know, have, uh, you know, avoided arbitration on one-year deals. Um Quantrill will, will receive 2.51 million and Zimmer 1.3 million. And, uh, you know, the, the Quantrill deal is he, he was making major league minimum last year. So that's a, that's a $2 million bump for, for Cal Quantrill. That's, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And, you know, he certainly uh, earned it, Joe. He, you know, he really came in and 
picked up uh, the Indians when they needed it. Uh, they were still the Indians then. And, uh, you know, when Bieber and Savali and Plesak went down with injuries, um, came out of the bullpen and, uh, you know, just did a great job, especially in the first, second half, Joe, when he got on that run, seven and one, you know, ERA under two in 14 starts, really did a nice job for him. So the phone's been blowing up uh, all day with text alerts, uh, Twitter alerts that, you know, uh, players are signing all their, all their arbitration eligible guys. Some teams like Toronto that just traded for Matt Chapman uh, are extending their guys or giving them deals to avoid arbitration this year, maybe next year, or, or uh, you know, in the short term, Chapman gets a two-year deal, reportedly 25 million, somewhere in that range. Uh, pretty nice. Uh, we would we we here in Cleveland would, would certainly like to see uh, uh, guys like Framil Reyes, guys like uh, Austin Hedges, and particularly Shane Bieber, who are all uh, remaining eligible arbitration guys. Uh, maybe sign a couple of uh, a multi-year deal here uh, to avoid arbitration and and sort of take that worry off the plate. Uh, any any feeling on a, a possible Shane Bieber extension being worked on right now? Or is that something that maybe they'll get to at some other point? Well, I think this would be a good time to do it, Joe. I mean, they haven't done anything else. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, they've said they've had money to spend. I think it would be an interesting uh, time to probe for that. You know, I've talked to, a, you know, I've tried to talk to a couple of people in the front office. You know, they're, they, they, you know, it's, as usual, they don't comment on, uh, you know, possible extensions. So, they're, you know, they've taken that approach. And, uh, you know, but I'm sure it's being discussed, especially with, you know, like you said, Beaver and Reyes, I would think those would be two, two guys that you'd like to tie up, you know, uh, that are, that are rare, that are affordable and you could probably, you know, make them an offer on, on a, on a, on a uh, extension that both sides could live with. Right. And then you talk about uh, both of those guys, Bieber and Reyes, uh, had injury concerns last year, obviously, uh, Bieber, you know, could have maybe felt his own mortality there, uh, in, in the 2021 season and might be, that might motivate him to, to get a deal done. Uh, I never got that sense though, in talking to Shane, that that would be a possibility. I think he's, uh, he's pretty confident that, that, you know, the injury stuff is behind him. And, uh, I don't know, what would, a what would a Shane Bieber deal look like? Would it, would it look similar to what Corey Kluber got? Uh, you know, back in 2015 after his uh, first Cy Young win? Boy, you know, I can't, <laughs> I can't even remember that deal. What was that, like a five-year deal? I'm pretty sure to, mm -hmm. it was two club options. You know, it was, uh, it, was, and it, was, it, was a, it was a big deal. I, I don't think, maybe, what was it, 80, 60 to 80 million, some, something around there. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I would think, yeah, yeah, but I, I think kind of the deals have changed a little bit now, Joe. I think, uh, you know, maybe they give Cor uh, maybe they give a Beaver an opt out here. Oh, well, it couldn't be an opt out, an early opt out, yeah, agent. right. You have to be a free agent, so the deal would have to be at least four years or five years, something like that, to get him to free agency. But uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think there, there's there's a possibility that. You know, I'm sure they're looking at that kind of deal, you know, some kind of deal where what, well, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, with Gossman and those, those kind of deals that those guys signed, mm -hmm. that's what you, you know, unless I don't think they go seven or eight years, but, you know, if you could get them one year or two years of free agency, that'd be interesting. 
yeah, it, buy up the first year of his free agency and maybe have a, an option year after that, like a either a mutual option or a you know something in in, in that uh, sort of regard might work. And and you also don't know how you know if things like qualifying offers are coming back or if if that's going to get you know taken away with the international draft uh, upcoming. So who knows what uh, what the future holds there with with Shane Beaver? But I, I think both sides have expressed interest in it. So. It's it's certainly a possibility that it's getting talked about right now as we speak. Uh, we just we just won't see it, you know, uh, come to fruition here, and, and unless they they both make an announcement. Uh, as, as far as you know, what you're out there about to go out and, and and you know check out what's going on on the backfields and get ready for the game uh, this afternoon against San Diego. Uh, you were out there once already this this uh, spring. Uh, how is it different now that you're out there with the big leaguers in camp? Well, locker room is open, Joe. I mean, <laughs> I was in the locker room this morning and uh, I was sitting there thinking what I thought for two years, uh, we haven't been in here and, uh, very strange. And I didn't recognize it was the faces of change, Joe. That's, that's a whole brand new locker room. And I had to, I was working hard to put names to faces there because, you know, except for a few of the, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez and Classe and those kind of guys, you know, Mercado and Zimmer. And uh, I didn't recognize a whole lot of people. So uh, it's going to take a, you know, a cramp course here, but it was fun to be in the back, back in the locker room. It's, you know, that that's the biggest difference, I think. Yeah. They're going to need one of those uh, charts with the, with the headshots and the names underneath them for uh, to just to pass around and let everybody know who is who. Uh, really, Jose Ramirez might be one of the, the few holdovers, certainly from, uh, you know, the um, the 2018 uh, champion, uh, you know, Central Division Championship team. But then, uh, you know, just from that whole era of, of um, you know, that playoff run up till the, the 2020 season, uh, not a lot of faces that are familiar to you in that in that locker room. Uh which guys are you looking forward to seeing up close and seeing them on the field of the, of the new additions to the 40 man roster? Well, I I'd like to see, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see Tanya. I saw him a couple of times on TV, uh, Jose Tanya infielder that, you know, won the gold glove in the minor, in the minor leagues uh, this past season and was a batting champ of the Arizona fall league. I'm, you know, seen Rocchio a little bit last year. I want, I'd like to, see a lot more of him. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Stephen Kwan, um, I guess he had a kind of a tough day in the outfield last yesterday, but uh, they said he swung, came back. He didn't let that get him down, swung the bat well, you know, ran the base as well. So I'd like to see him in the outfield. And uh, just, uh, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Karen check, see how, you know, he's bounced back from last year. Yeah, that's uh, Karen Jack will be one we, we definitely will be keeping our eyes on today. Yeah, and what about Cody Morris in terms of pitching? Uh, you know, uh, that guy is is the one he's the guy that they're they're saying right now that they want to keep away from uh, Tito in camp because if Tito gets a look at him, he's going to want to have him on the roster. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him. You know, I, I've read a little bit about him. Haven't you know, have not seen him at all. Uh, I guess he kind of had a slow start to last season. And then really came on at, at AAA, if I believe, and had a nice, you know, had a nice run there. So, yeah. And uh, Joe, they're going to need some arms in that bullpen. Maybe, maybe he could he could help out there, or maybe, 
you know, he could, you know, start the year in the minors and, and come up at some time during the regular season. Yeah, it's going to be uh, sort of the difficult thing to sort of figure out for Tito and the coaching staff is how they're going to work combinations for piggybacking uh, different pitchers early because you're not going to see starters like Bieber and Plesak and Savali go deep into games early in the season. Uh, I mean, unless they are unless they are super efficient with their pitches, uh, you're not going to see them go very many innings. They they might have a hard pitch limit at you know, like 65 to 80 pitches in the, the first couple of starts just to keep them, you know, healthy and safe, especially in those conditions. Uh, so they're looking at guys like Logan Allen and Sam Hentges who pitched yesterday, and they've got to look at guys like Trevor Steffen and Eli Morgan uh, in to, to sort of back up those starters. Uh, that gives Cody Morris, that gives guys like Tobias Myers and Cody Morris uh, all an opportunity to, to maybe win a job on this roster that they wouldn't have normally had a, a chance to win. Yeah, that's a great point, Joe. Uh, you know, they've got to figure this out. They've got to come up with a formula that works, that can, you know, get them off to a good start, uh, you know, with solid pitching while, while you're protecting that pitching, especially those frontline starters. Yeah, it, it just, I, it strikes me as weird. How do you, how do you differentiate between guys like, Trevor Steffen and maybe say a Nick Sandlin or somebody who you want in maybe setup roles for those late seven, eight, nine innings uh, before you get to Emmanuel Class A. Uh, you know, which ones are the guys you pick to stretch out and which one? Because Sandlin has starting experience as well. I mean, he's a guy who could get stretched out, but do you prefer him maybe in a late inning role as opposed to stretching him out to, uh, to, to be a, a piggyback guy? Yeah, I would think you, you have to keep Sandlin in the back end because, you know, you, you're going to need some matchup guys. You're going to need some late inning guys. And I, I think Sandlin could, you know, go, you know, multiple innings. But I, I just I think he's probably more he's more productive, you know, in in, in two or three, you know, in, in a one inning burst there. Right. Yeah. Maybe you bring him in to, to finish off an inning. Where, where things are in a tight spot and then you bring him back to start another inning. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if these guys are going to be leaving the games in the third, fourth and fifth inning, uh, the starters are, you know, early on in the season, especially in that first week, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how Tito and, and Carl Willis piece together that, uh, that rotation and who goes when and, and who expects to pitch the next day. Uh, could all be just completely different and completely unusual for us. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, uh, we're going to let you get out uh, onto the field out there and, and, and uh, you know, experience spring training uh, once again, the, this, time, this time at the big league level as opposed to chasing around the guys with no names on the backs of their jerseys. All right, Joe. It's been all good right. talking to you, man. All right, we will get together again. Uh, for those uh, following along on subtext, uh, we'll keep updating every time we, we get the opportunity to. Uh, again, 216-208-4346 is the number if you want to send a text or log on to cleveland.com slash subtext and uh, you know subscribe there for $3.99 a month. This is the best time of year to get uh, a Guardian's subtext subscription uh, because we've got a lot of good information flowing out. Uh, Hoinsey, we will talk to you again tomorrow from Goodyear. Talk to you then. All right, Joe.